see what I mean? He's following me everywhere. I'm following you. Leave me alone, Ned. Seriously, you need to get a grip. You need to do something. Ned, why don't you just have a seat, okay? Miss Brady, you can head on home and I'll handle things from here. You can't let her leave, she's dangerous. Mate. I cannot live like this, he's obsessed with me. Why are you so obsessed with me? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We have a little chat about the recent Neighbors episodes we've watched. Uh, currently screening three weeks ahead of the UK here in Australia, where we are. I'm Vaya, I can't suspend disbelief, and I am in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios, connecting via the hive, Erinsborough Hive, artist colony, to Remude, better known as Kate. How are you going? Hi, everybody. I'm going well. Thank you. Uh, we've had a bit of a cold snap here in Melbourne this weekend. I know there was uh, there was no chance to do the pod in person, really, because it was um, there was a lot of rain over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's um, and actually it snowed in some of the parts of regional Victoria. Yeah, like where um, where Nicolette and Jane just went for their weekend away in Dalesford, they got snow. Yeah, yeah. I hope Vanessa, um, you know, has been looking after her, her pot plants because we saw a lot of um, snow on pansies in the news. Ooh, yeah, so if she's going to do edible de- decor on the cupcakes, yep, she probably yep. can't. Um, CJ, yeah, CJ's having this week, oh, I'm not saying off, because she's helping me, we're alternating the edits actually, a bit of behind the scenes, so she's going to focus on that this weekend, um, but we'll hear from her later on. She'll drop us a voice memo. Neighbours Council business. The business, again. Uh, we've got another Neighbours alum winner. We've had Bonnie Anderson last week, Mars Singer. What do we have this week? Oh, it was slightly more prestigious, Faya, this week. Um, Maine White, who of course of course played Nate, um, submitted a self-portrait to the Archibald Prize, which is Australia's premier um, portrait prize competition and basically the most prestigious art prize in Australia. And he won the Packing Room Prize, aka the Archies. And what's significant about this is that he's the first Indigenous artist to win any prize within the, the, the whole family of Archibald prizes. And also he was the first, obviously, Indigenous subject. But then later in the week when they, they announced the Archibald Prize, it was won by an Indigenous artist with an Indigenous subject as well. That's right. About um, Adam Goods was the subject. Yep, painted by Vincent Namatira. And this portrait of Maine is just glorious. It's really striking. He's gone full eyebrow in it. Oh, yeah. All all brow. It's 80% brow, this portrait. It, remember back to the glass room, Vaya? Oh, Naomi's promotional exhibit yep. in front of Lassiter's. Will we ever forget that? Never. That was the hottest moment in Neighbours up till that point. Yeah. Uh, until Bum Island, I'd say. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was really listening to the Bum Island episode, actually, just um, for some admin. And I, my baby, baby Dr. Carl, is the age that baby Asta was when they schlepped that kid on a dinghy to go camping, glamping. And I just was listening back to that thinking, absolutely not. Yeah. Can you imagine, A, taking baby Dr. Carl on a, in a leaky tub across open no. water <laughs> and then, B, schlepping him around in the capsule? That capsule 
I can't deal with carrying it from the car to the house. It's so heavy. Yeah, it's insane. Why didn't she just, you know, pick her up, cuddle her to her breast, particularly when they're trying to escape? It was mm. the, the nuttiest thing in history. I've been taken to strapping him to my person with the carrier. Mm. If I'm too lazy to get the pram, that's my method of choice. Um, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Anyway, it's just funny when you're looking back. Now, now you've got your, your, as a mother, expertise here. Yes, hashtag as a busy mother is, is what I like to say. Uh, and as a busy mother, focusing on patreon.com slash neighbours pod because if we hit 100 patrons, so we had a milestone at 50. At 50, we switched the podcast back to weekly episodes. Our milestone for 100, our goal is to have a neighbours night remotely. So we're inching closer. We've got six patrons away. Oh, my goodness, Vaya. This is a lot of expectation. Yes, it's all right. We'll just uh, – it'll be, it'll be cool. We, we, I've just got to put in, put in some calls and see what we can do about this lineup. But we have to thank Lily, Mark and Avery, who all became patrons. And Avery literally just discovered this podcast like a week ago. Oh, my goodness. Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. Thank you, Avery. Yeah, she's one of the, the listeners of Chat 10 Looks 3 and oh she's just goodness. jumped straight on board the Neighbours train. That was so exciting when I saw like we had new people who had joined through there and I'm like, oh my God, we have made it. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Um, I was just going to say anyone who actually went to a neighbour's night, because sadly I never went, um, could you give us a rundown of what they actually used to do in it? Yes, that'd be great. I think Gemma in the council went to one. I mean, was there, was there trivia? Was it all like Alan Fletcher on guitar? Yes and yes. <laughs> I think there was some trivia, but it was kind of hot mess trivia. I don't think it was for serious mm. trivia buffs. It'd be like, what's the name of the busybody who used to live in number blah, blah, blah? Mm. And you'd be like, oh, Mrs. Yeah. Mangle. Yeah, no shit. We're going to be high quality neighbours trivia here. Yeah, Neighbours to a bus level. I'm going to be, what's Ned Willis's middle name? Doug. Is it Doug? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a more recent thing, but I, look, I'm going to get deeper into this. I'm going to say what's Des Clark's middle name. I mentioned this a few pods ago as well. so I can't even remember it from that. Kingsley. Oh, that's really cute. I should remember that. Um, but also, if you're on Patreon, I've been posting a special extra storyline that we save just for Patreon from the week of Neighbours. I'm calling them trimmings. Trimmings from the episode. Excellent. Uh, and this week, our trimming is going to be the hoarding duo. And what they've been up to this week, Carl and Jane, my new favourite share housemates. <laughs> um, so we'll get into that in a sec. And we made a sale on Redbubble. Someone bought a uh, another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital face mask. Excellent. So again, redbubble.com slash neighbourspod. And to our UK listeners, know that we are thinking of you. We've been where you are now and we know things can get better. The sun will shine again, promise, for Patreon. We will now discuss the storyline that I've plucked out, and that is the follow-on from the ceramic pig story from last week. I think it's more the long-life pig of this week, isn't it? (laughs) This is business. It's not personal. Now, Kate, I was just re-watching Tuesday's episode because... I think that was a near-perfect Neighbours episode yeah. for, for, for mine. Like it had a lovely sprinkling of ceramic pig, ceramic um, ceramic spam if you're hoarding for, yep. the, for the winter, and um, it had high drama, like relationship, train wreck. Issues. Yeah. I was, re- I was enjoying re-watching it. And one of the things that brought me a lot of delight was 
Hendo just chilling with Mrs. K. Yeah. Just watching reality TV together and and then just deciding to go do a cooking class. Why not? I mean, he's got like, um, you know, deep pockets financed by dad. And he's not at all fussed that exams are literally next month. Yeah. Um, None of them are worried. None of them are going to uni next year. And the principal's not even worried. She's like, yeah, right. You could be studying or not. What what subjects do you reckon Hendrix would do? Oh, good one. Probably economics. Yep. Or whatever the yeah, year 12 equivalent of that was. I think it was economics. He he doesn't strike me as a sciencey kind of guy, so I reckon he would have done psychology to um, make up for his maths and science requirements. Mm. And he, I reckon he um, maybe did a bit of English lit too, like literature. I feel he'd do PE as well. Okay, I wouldn't have picked that. Okay, well, sure. He's in pretty good yeah. shape. And maybe history. There were always there were a few jock kids in my history class at school. Ah, they're all nerds at my school. <laughs> now, the reason they're heading down to a cooking class is because Dippy is having her own little COVID pivot because Shane's had to stop work because he's... Um, well, because they don't want him there. Yeah, they don't trust him. So Sheila doesn't trust him. Because of his drug addiction. Bloody Dippy. Dippy is my shitizen. Calling it now. Wow. She's just, she's not supporting Shane in any way. Like she's just kicking him while he's down. I mean, I know he did a bad thing by leaving rehab. That's, you know, a bad decision. But she's not making it any easier for him to recover at this point, is she? He's not doing much for his recovery, though. I mean, he's got his Whitland. Well, he's like he's not used to do. He's not taking drugs, which is pretty good, don't you think? Oh, yeah. That's and what what else point. is he meant to be doing? Like, what would you like him to do to help his recovery? Go back to rehab, but he can't at this stage, can he? Um, like, I guess they blew the budget. Counseling therapy. Oh, he's been seeing. He's been chatting to Tarage. Does not count. <laughs> He's getting shat on by 90% of his family. I'm so bored of people saying, I don't need therapy. I just went for a run. I'm like, mate, it's not the same thing. (laughs) I appreciate that that helps you, but it's a different thing. And I I can just picture him going, I don't need therapy. I spoke to Therese. That's great. You can do both things. Well, it's nice for him to have one other person offering him some sympathy and, you know, love in his life as opposed to his actual wife and daughter and, like, shitbag billionaire across the street. (laughs) Well, Dippy, I can understand. She's got the pressure of the bills. She's being a bit passag about it, though. She's like, oh, gosh, the burden of being the the income earner. Yeah, but what what do you want him to do? He literally, his bosses do not want him at work. How is he and meant he has, to be earning money right now? And he has asked her, what do you want me to do to help? I can't work. How can I bring money in? Yeah. Um, I he could maybe, help her in the kitchen, couldn't he? We tried. He was a bumbling idiot. Yeah, but that's just... <laughs> He, you know, needs a bit more instruction. And he's obviously not bad at customer service, seeing he's been a bartender for years. So maybe he could run the register and serve people. Or he could do the deliveries. And you can get a coffee at Lasseter's as well. So I bet he knows how to, you know, use the coffee machine. Yeah, he'd have to. They'd make coffees at Waterhall. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dippy is pivoting to running cooking classes. which And it was funny that Shane didn't automatically think she could run them. She said, oh, is, he, is she taking – is she – taking a cooking class. It's like, no, your wife runs a cafe. She's teaching cooking. But she only got to that point after asking Pierce what to do. And I feel like she was possibly angling for a, oh, look, I can give you 10 grand to tide over your hard, you know, hard times. Yeah, what? Where's your checkbook, Pierce? He would earn that in about five minutes, surely. So 
Shane bumbles down to the cafe. This I found weird. Like, okay, your wife's running cooking classes. Don't gate crash them. She can run it herself. But he decides to help and somehow it ended in bush poetry, which took me back to Shane of yesteryear. That's his skill, man. No, you're ragging on him for not doing anything, but it is his wholesome skill. Oh, yeah. But he could do that at the calf during the day. He doesn't need to do it while she's running classes. Um, Maybe he, he needs a YouTube channel. There must be old bastards out there who want to listen to Bush poetry. Or maybe he could stream on Twitch because he didn't have to edit. You can just go live. He could do his live Whitlin. Whitlin. Can we talk about the situation here where Hendrix and Susan have got a hot date in this class and then his dad and stepmom turn up as well? It was such a strange breakdown. I loved to see it, though. I loved – I needed it. It was, uh, yeah, Susan and Hendrix, Pierce and Chloe, who are um, trying to put their relationship back together because Pierce is having a tantrum that Chloe has been having conversations with the woman who has a crush on her. She had a miscarriage last week yeah. and you want her to spend her evening standing up doing a cooking class? Yeah, kneading dough. And just give the woman a, like four minutes to talk to one of her only friends about the yeah. tough time she's going through. How about you just spend the evening cuddling on the couch? And she said, look, oh, can't we just do something private instead of, you know. Performative. That's what he is. He has to show that he's doing things with his wife, doesn't he, rather than actually just doing things with his wife. Also, he's he's cozying up to Dippy and I guess trying to play that off like it's no big deal. Like, oh, well, my wife can come here like and, and hang out. Just, just give her cash, Pierce. <laughs> That's, he knows how to give women cash. Yeah. Remember how we yeah. met Chloe? Mm-hmm. Cash for company. He keeps yelling at Chloe when she's being nothing but honest with him, going, hey, I had doubts about having a baby with you and I confided in well, he, he found out that um, she knew about Nicolette's feelings for her because he, he was eavesdropping through the, the screen door of doom and heard mm. Jane and Nicolette talking. I just, look, in reference to like, I think Chloe's a bit of an oversharer. I don't think that's necessarily something. You know, I'm all for keeping things honest between partners, but that's something you don't necessarily need to share like maybe that's something for a therapist where you're like this is eating me up inside like I I wished I didn't have a baby and then suddenly I didn't have a baby yeah because he's not going to feel better about that he's only going to feel crummy and he's he's not going to be able to help her work through that yeah I just don't think crush is that big a deal too I think Pierce has his panties in a twist because of his biphobia or whatever it is because he can't handle the fact that he's very controlling about who she can be friends with Whereas he can be friends with the local cafe owner and it's not a problem. Listen to your wife, you idiot. Who kicked your kennel, mate? How selfish are you? Coming here when I told you to stay away. Mm, I'm taking orders from you now, am I? You say you want to fix your marriage, you just keep wrecking it. Mm. People in glass houses, Pierce. What's that supposed to mean, huh? That means you might want to take care of your own car crash with marriage before you even think about coming for mine. You don't deserve a woman like Debbie. Oh, it, it was ridiculous. He's He's just... Yeah, he's on my shit list too, Pierce. He's look. I think it's going to be a joint citizen session held by him and Dippy. What about okay? Let's get to the Pippi affair though, because I and I don't know if there's more coming. Uh, look, there's got to be a bit of um, 
retrospective, oh, yeah, we banged. We totally banged on the night we didn't see. Yeah, I reckon there's got to be more around the corner because all week I've been seeing the promo shots of the two of them in the Lasseter suite and I thought, wow, this is going to be hot and heavy. This is on. Yeah, it's on like Donkey Kong. But then they just do this, yeah, then they just do that little kiss, which we'll talk about. But um, I thought, oh, is that all we're getting? Because I thought it was going to be, yeah. Surely they had a bit of a booze fueled orgy the night before. Okay, okay, read all me this, Faya. Pierce Grayson. Disappointing in bed? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dippy would be great, I reckon. (laughs) Ponder that while we hear from CJ about this storyline. Hey, everyone, it's CJ here. So this week we had the big pash between Pippi, Dippy and the billionaire on the street. So they're both at Lassiter's because they're arguing with their partners and Pierce walks in on Dippy looking like a sex goddess on the bed she's wearing like this heaving peasant dress and her hair's cascading I'm not going to blame her for looking that hot but I'm going to recognize it so they have a big passion they pulled apart because I guess they both know they've done the wrong thing then they squabble about whether they're going to tell anyone it was reminiscent of when Broxy kissed Shane because Dippy was mainly furious that he didn't tell her not that he you know, was part of the patch. So there was this squabble about whether they were going to tell their partners after they had their patch. And Pierce is definite no-no and Dippy is wrapped with guilt. I must say, squabble aside, it was all pretty hot. What did you guys think? Yeah, my, my favourite part of that whole kiss was it being Sharon's real-life husband. And I thought, what a rip-off. You get to be an actor you get to have your cake and eat it too. You've got your monogamous relationship and then you get a little saucy little pash session at work. You too can get cold sores from The Bachelor. <laughs> He's kissed a lot of floozies in his time. And I'm sure they all kept themselves nice for, for the TV. I watched it, then I rewound it and I played it again for my husband and I said, can you pick up what they did there? And he's like, Rrr. and then I did it again and I'm like, check out the density of the beard. <laughs> I love that there's a man of another cultural background as Pierce's body double too. There's something like hilarious about that. Pierce is like nearing George, um, uh, George Hamilton levels of tan though, isn't he? He's very. <laughs> Who's George Hamilton? Oh, he was like an Yoli movie star who was known for his like leather tanned, ex- <laughs> you know, complexion. But he, he's he's very tanned, and yeah, Sharon's husband's got the great salt and pepper beard going as well. I really enjoyed that they did that. And also I'm glad that they haven't gone the mannequin route like some of the overseas soaps have. That's pretty funny. Um, and I I wonder who else they could do it for. Like is Chris Milligan still going out with um, Blanda? Because she yes. could come in and be um, Roxy. I feel though she's in LA right now because she actually got a gig. Oh, on what? I can't remember now, but she had a gig. Oh. She's got a show. Oh, What? I know I she, was, she popped up in 90210, I remember that. No, I, she's filming the second season of whatever she's working on. Oh, well done, Jenna. Mm. You know, I could have Googled this, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's enough. That's more than um, we normally remember. I feel, though, Dippy could have gone further. There could have been, like, a far more passionate embrace to, like, really push that. Yeah, a bit of, a, bit of a touch, bit, bit of touchy-feely. Mm. Fondling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just been, like, fondling his shoulders. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I 
because then they were like, oh, what have we done? I'm like, come on, just lean into it. You went in Rome, you're already there. Like you're in the hotel room, which he's booked, which I would do more often if I owned a hotel and I needed five minutes to myself. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to book a suite. See you tomorrow, love. Yeah, nap time. Yeah. Um, it's weird that he booked it for her too. If I was Dippy, I'd be like, oh, thank you for comping me a room. Can you? Can I just have the cash equivalent of what you're giving me for the room? <laughs> Can I um, just, you know, have a room to myself because I live in the house of 500 people mm. and never have any alone time? Yeah. No, no, but it's totally going to be retconned that they were banging that night. I just think next week they're going to pretend it never happened but then they give in to temptation and then they go the, the whole nine yards next week. Pierce is the biggest piece of shit <laughs> in um, seen in Erinsborough since, I don't know, who's, who's like rivaling this piece of shittedness, do you think? In the past. Um, oh, I mean, you're putting, yeah. me, putting me on the spot there. Hamish was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, getting back. He's, look, he's just a massive piece of shit. His wife had a miscarriage last week. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a and dog now act. He's, now he's just being an asshole in general to her. And then he goes and pashes the um, hot bit of stuff from across the road. I understand D- Dippy needing to vent about her spouse, but Pierce has, has no business doing it. No, he... he oh. Fuck you, Pierce Grayson. <laughs> no, horse you rode in on. And your poor son is trying to, he's not even focusing on his exams and he's seeking comfort in his principal. Poor little kid. So what's your speculation? So Pierce is obviously going to leave. I reckon Chloe will move into the, um, what do we call it? The Br- Brannacus. We're going to have an empty house. Oh, and so maybe then Jane and Nicolette will go into the Brendan. Maybe. Though I can kind of – oh, yeah, because Coozers will be getting quite busy then, won't it? No, no, no. I reckon Nicolette will stay in the um, Brunacas. And I think – I've got a thing. Yeah. She's going to be the surrogate um, carrier for um, Darren. Oh, that's – I don't know about that for her. Yeah, I know. I don't think she's got, like, the right – um, no. you know, mindset. But she was thinking about it, like, because they had – she found a brochure mentioning yeah. it this week. Because that's what's that's something modern, brochures. <laughs> when you're looking up a new venture for your life. I know. There, there, is, there has been a lot of brochure action going on rather than, you know, people just looking up things on their phones. Okay. So, we'll, okay, we'll watch this space for them. What about the grand return of Scarlet Brady? Scarborough. I've been thinking about you. I know how much you love her. <laughs> She's just diva, diva city. And, yeah. I, and you know I'm on her side because I, I, she's been wronged by society. She is misunderstood. Mm. And just fabulous, just glamorous at all times. Not even – you can't even tell that she's been keeping in the psych ward. She's I just, mean, no, look, she does do a good crazy eye. Mm, oh. Yeah, anytime I pause it and it's on her face, it's, it's every angle is a good one. Um, she – did you enjoy the location shoot from last week at the, in the Arrow Valley? Oh, that was very nice. Made me want to, like, leave my 5K radius. Now, Scarlett. Scarlett's back and she wants a portrait. That's all she wants. And it's like, I can handle that. I got this. I don't need to involve my police officer partner. I've got my engraved palette knife. Oh, he's, um, yeah, that triggers him at every turn. N- Needy's a man who is, you can only describe as haunted. <laughs> his pained expression at any given moment whether he's um, punching the crap out of a punching bag or 
just being startled. No, I will give Ned this. He has been going to his therapist. He's using the punching bag, but he's also seeking psychological treatment, which I think is very big of him. Uh, But has he been telling the whole truth? Because surely a responsible therapist would say, you need to tell more people about what your actual situation is. Yeah, which is that he was nuding up on Fandangle, which is fine, that's his choice, but he he kept going further and further to get more money and then not telling his partner how far into it he was and then also didn't tell his partner when this fan turned up as a stalker um, Yeah, at it his look- holiday location. Mistakes have been made, really, <laughs> but th- th- that is, I think, the Willis family motto. Yeah. It's it's the kind of um, hijinks that Drab would just get into on the regular. Of course. And Yashvi worries that she's not picking up on any of this stuff. She didn't pick up that her dad was struggling. She didn't pick up that Ned was lying to her. And I found that scene really powerful when she was just um, really icily telling Ned off for lying to her, calling him out on it. How many times? One. How many times over the last few weeks have you stood there just like this and lied to my face? I don't know. That many, huh? I never felt right. Didn't stop you, though. Look, he's probably third on my list of shittisons this week because that's, that's a massive betrayal. Particularly when this is her line of work now, criminals. So she could be empowered to help you. I wonder how much, I wonder how good the lighting is for Ned up in that mezzanine where he's doing his painting. It's very dark up there. I took a screenshot of it. Um, He's trying to paint a portrait of her at nighttime and there's a massive shadow, like that covers Mm. about a third of her face. It literally makes no sense at all. Mm. If you're going to paint using, um, you know, artificial light, at least have some spotlights pointed at her face. And he has a brainwave. He's like, I could just fudge the rest of this painting and then we'll be done. Oh, it's the Willis way. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the second part of their motto, half-ass sure. it. <laughs> he half-asses it. He splatters some paint on the rest of the canvas, calls it done. Well, he's, he's gone. It's almost like a Klimt approach, isn't it? Like he's yeah. gone super detailed, um, realistic on her face and then mm. the rest of it is just like slop, 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 bang. And how her reaction was classic. She's like, um, excuse me? This is not good. What is this piece of shit? <laughs> and I support her in this. That was terrible. She's like, I don't want a rush job. Um, her face looked stunning. He did a good job there. But then she, Scarborough goes full art attack. This is an art attack. Grabs the palette knife and stabs the paint, the canvas, and rips she, it to shreds. She's, she's not wrong. Some things <laughs> that just, you just have to destroy. Because he wasn't, he needs to start again with a fresh eye. Um, I, I do love how she was trying to go the whole Sharon Stone throughout the, the, the portrait sitting, though. <laughs> Dropping, like, off the shoulder, um, yeah. Yeah, very short skirt, just kind of, like, legs spread and that. Like, it, imagine if he'd captured that in the portrait. But also she set the demands of the portrait. She could just say, I want a nudie portrait. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Let's make it erotic. Um, I Yeah, we asked the question this week, why didn't he just work from a photograph? Because that's all he ever works from. Like, how did he do a Sonia memorial if not working yeah. from a photograph? And he got and, Carl Kennedy's headshots and stuff. Yep. He, that's, look, that's just his method. Well, because, well, Christy Whelan Brown herself said that he, he can't capture all of Scarborough's essence from a photograph. He needs the real deal. 
And I also liked uh, Oliver on Twitter who said, when Helen Daniels painted the Kennedy kids, she refused to do it from a photo. So it must be a similar creative process. Now, let's compare Helen Daniels (laughs) as an artist to Ned Willis. Like, she was an actual artist. Like, she had a really distinct style and he's just trying to copy photographs. And also, it's not like Helen Daniels got her iPhone out. (laughs) No. Like, you know pop the paint filter on a picture and then print it out and paste it to a canvas. You know, like, look at look at the picture of Mrs Mangle. That's, like, it's really distinctively her style. It is a mood. She does yeah. paint a mood. Um, but it just begs the question, can we send Ned off to the Bungle Bungles for a painting trip? <laughs> um, Ned now has to come clean. Scarlet's gone off the rails when she sh- sh- um, shreds the painting and this, he's like, okay, I'm in deep. I've got to come clean. And he goes to the cops to fess up and tell them she's back and on his case and then comes clean to Yashvi and it all comes tumbling out. I'm not just going to give up on us, V. This is real. You gave up on us the moment you started catering to your Fandangle fans. You were supportive in the beginning. I agreed to you sitting on a cake. That's it. And Ned was like, oh, you know, but I, I told you about Fandangle. I just didn't tell you everything. And Yashvi's all like, I agree to you sitting on a cake. That's it. <laughs> Which is like, I feel like that's still the <laughs> the yardstick. You know, my speculation as to what the bad thing was. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he could just go, I thought you said I could shit on a cake. My bad. <laughs> um, I have since gone on a journey because I mentioned, I follow a few people on Twitch and there's a couple of Twitch streamers that have deviated into, fa- um, I was going to say Fandangle, OnlyFans. So I've a few of them have tweeted out like a link to their OnlyFans and what they often do to promote it is they they do some like tame photos on Twitter and, then, mm-hmm. and they all they'll put an emoji over the top. Like one of them literally had the peach emoji yeah. over the back of her ass and said, if you want me to remove the peach, come and join my OnlyFans. Mm. And, I mean, it's all pretty raunchy and explicit. It's not... Like, Ned can call it art, but if you're looking at his teaser photos on his site, there's not much left to the imagination. How, how disappointed would you be as his subscriber to see his talk to the hand photo? <laughs> I did not pay money for G-rated content, mate. Like, show, like, stand in front of the camera with the eggplant emoji and tell me to subscribe and yeah. the eggplant goes. Yeah, hang out with your wang out, mate. <laughs> but you know what gets me with Yashvi? Mm. Could be a little bit more sex positive to mm. your sex worker boyfriend here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a living and he's an artist and he's doing his COVID pivot. And it's certainly not illegal in Victoria either. Someone who does have his back is his cousin Roxy. She's got her cars sorted out. She is sex positive. She marches straight down to, Scar- was it Scarlet Vista? Yeah, I think it was Scarlet's- Scarlet Vista. And it's, I don't know where this property is, but it's this, um, another billionaire. They're a dime a dozen. I know. It's not just like Rupert Murdoch around here. Mm. It's, it's yeah, every man over 40. So Scarlett's found this shriveled man to shack up. I'm struggling to follow her endgame here. Oh, are you? Oh. I, I read the plot pretty well. So they're going to get married in Mauritius and then they're going to honeymoon. It was in Africa. can't remember where. And I'm just like, oh, well, someone's going to die. Oh, you think she's going to go full Black Widow on this guy? Oh, why wouldn't you? 
Africa's Africa's like a dangerous place in parts. I love how I'm like, why wouldn't you have a little cheeky passion in the secret Lasseter suite? And you're like, why wouldn't you just off your husband for his millions? Yeah. Imagine she can she can like fandangle all of Ned's time. So what's she messing with Ned for? Just for kicks? She's still got the horn for him. She hasn't got the horn yeah, for the true. old guy. You're right. You're right. It's she's she's got a crush. But anyway, so Roxy turns up at Scarlet's Vista, and she returns the slashed-up painting along with B, and the two pint-sized heroines of <laughs> Ramsey Street stand there against the you know giantess. Scarlet. She really was towering over them. And they say, you back off from <laughs> our Ned or we're going to like, we're going to give you a nipple cripple or something like that along we, those lines. My best friend Joe is really short and we, our friend in, friends in high school used to just jokingly, um, like she would come after one of our mates if they were having an argument and then they would just hold her hand out, hold their hand out mm. and she'd butt up against it and just be flailing. Her arms would just be flailing everywhere and you could just hold her back with one arm because she was so little. That's what Scarlet could do. I feel it's easier for shorter people to get into fights because, like, as a you know, as a taller woman myself, this reminds me of when I went to a Robbie William concert years ago with, <laughs> like, a, a shorter friend and this, like, drunk – these drunk girls got in front of us and they just, like, kept pushing back on me and um, then my friend just, like, grabbed one by the arm and finally she's like, right <laughs> – Back off from my friend. <laughs> and they're like, and then like the drunk girl's friend's just like, all right, we're going away because you're clearly demented. Kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas if I'd said move on, I think the drunk girl would have just turned around and probably, you know, smacked me one. I do love how they're, they're, they're scrappy little things and they're ready for a fight. And because B's training now with what's that martial art called again? Krav Maga. Yeah. And Roxy's just from the Northern Territory. She's just right that- to go. They are, I've got a good idea for a sponsor. Oh, yeah. Cra- Krav Maga. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> oh, well, the, the studio down the road for me. I don't okay. think they're open at the moment, so they probably don't have any, like, coin, but, you know. Maybe you they're go. doing Zoom classes. I B is always ready to go and face the music. Like, she's, you know, she's always going to go and when she was trying to find Finn and. Um. Oh, look, I, Bonnie Anderson could beat both of us up. So I'd, I'd be scared. I'm not so <laughs> yeah. scared of Zimmer, but Bonnie, yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of Zimmer for other reasons. I reckon she could just cause mischief in other ways that would frighten True. me. Um, and she, she'd be able to have like an excellent mean put down as well. Yeah. So that's that. And um, I do hope now that this has broken up Yashvi and Ned because I think Yashvi's... This is not finished because Scarlett, after this, went and got a restraining order on Ned <gasps> because he's stalking her. What a manoeuvre. And I think it's despicable that... Neighbours is – I think they did this last time she was in town, but they're making it as though she's faking domestic violence or faking the need for an IV, uh, IVO, and that's just a really dangerous narrative. I'm not as offended by it this time around because it's an excellent power play. <laughs> <by her. laughs> devious. She's like, sucked in Ned, I'm here yeah. first. <laughs> and and, and like, Ned's looking increasingly kind of haunted. Especially this, like, hulking, tattooed man just going, no, she she's stalking me, guys. I promise. <laughs> but surely he could just go, great, now just stay the fuck away from my street, okay? You know where I live. Stay yeah. away. I hope now that this causes the breakup of Yashvi and Ned. I think Yashvi's ready for her second boyfriend now. Oh, yeah. she's. I'm done with this first relationship. We need a new couple name. And oh, yeah. whether it's whether it's Bvi or Vvi, I'm I'm there for it. 
Yeah, I think Vivi have more chemistry than Bevi. Vivi will be fun to um, write on Twitter as well. <laughs> that's that's all I look for. Yeah. And now Levi's back on the force again because he got a second opinion. Poor Clive was like, why? What was wrong with my work? Um, so now Levi's been cleared to work again properly and as long as he doesn't do double shifts and um, all-nighters and whatever. Maybe having two cops in a relationship will make them less painful because you know how like, you know, Mishti was insufferable. Yeah. Um, Detmek was insufferable and Yashvi's becoming quite insufferable. Maybe having two cops together will loosen up the insufferable cop. One of them is surely got to leave the force because as a, from a story perspective, that's got to be boring having two people in the same job. I mean, you've already got two doctors on the street. You've got to have a lot of crime in one suburban area to justify two cops. Which they do have, but I don't, but I don't know what they could pivot to. Oh, I th- uh, old um, Levi be down the shed. Yep, yep, 100%, yes. And he could do dietary advice. He could actually, he could go work at the tram with his cousin and do um, like paleo, keto. Oh, yeah, there's definitely definitely room for a personal trainer. Mm. And I think maybe, um, you know, if Darren have a baby, then Darren, then Aaron will be like the stay-at-home dad. Beautiful. Perfect. CJ's going to love, CJ's going to love that. Neighbours, we have now written your, um, you know, script for the next year or so. Yeah. Make our dreams come true. Uh, okay, shall we do citizen or citizen? Well, look, I've got gold, gold silver and bronze citizens <laughs> okay. here. All right, sort through them. Okay, gold, Pierce, you asshole. Your wife miscarried last week and you've got the world's highest expectations for her mm. and then you go and pash the hot lady across the street. Mm. Um, silver. Dippy Rebecca, you're also a piece of shit. Come on. <laughs> like, your poor husband is struggling right now. And I know, look, I know it's terrible for you too. Mm. I, I don't deny that, that it must be a hideous situation where you're living with an addict who's disappointing you. But at the same time, you're not making his recovery any easier. You know what I would prefer for Dippy, before we get to your bronze? I would prefer if she just enjoyed the affair, you know? Just going, yeah. mama needs a little bit of fun. Mama needs oh, some yeah. sugar. Mama needs a bit of sugar, daddy. Yeah, so don't take. She doesn't take it out on Shane. She goes, look, I just it's it's. I've got a lot on my plate, and I need to unwind. And this is what's happening. And play it a different way. Do you do you remember who my bronze was? <laughs> Ned. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, and yeah, bronze. Ned Willis, you're painful. He's struggling too. <laughs> and I thought he did a nice job of that shit painting. Um, oh, the parts of it. The face was all right. Yeah. Like a Klimt painting. He went ultra <laughs> realistic. But unfortunately, unlike Klimt, the rest of the painting was crap. <laughs> Maybe he should have just got some gold leaf and just like made the rest of the canvas gold. I'm going to say Citizen 2, Hendrix Grayson, <sighs> because he's caring for his folks he's checking in on their relationship he shouldn't have to dr phil always said don't let children deal with adult issues like they shouldn't be involving him in their marital dispute let the kid focus on school and he but he hasn't tried to deal with this on his own he's gone round to seek um solace um for his, at his second family's house his previous uh guardians the kennedys the, the family who loves him and yeah and he connects with he looks for mutual ground. He's had his little brother die on him this week as oh, well. Oh, my heart. 
And he's looking for common denominators like doing the gardening. He was going to do the weeding for Susan. I know. What a sweet boy. Oh. I forgot to say with Chloe this week saying, oh, you know, we went to counselling and it was great. And, um, you know, I feel like we're really a lot closer now. And, yeah, I'm going to go to Adelaide this afternoon. Because, <laughs> oh, Ma Brennan. Straight on a plane to Adelaide. So next week we probably will be all three back together. Well, I mean, there are going to be restrictions changing tomorrow. And are we allowed to have up to five people together up outside? Um, cause or is, or is that theory, at a house? In theory, we can have five people get together outside, but they can only be from two households. But tomorrow uh, that might change. Yes. Well, maybe we might be able to do a backyard podcast. Yes, maybe. Um, and actually, the weather's going to get up to mid-20s next weekend. Yes. Well, maybe I have to move into your house and we would be considered one bubble and then we can podcast with CJ outside. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby steps. All right, well, we'll check in next week. Uh, Kate, you are on Twitter. I am at Remute. I don't tweet nightly at the moment, but hopefully that situation will improve. But but you do do a good burst of tweets. Oh, yeah, I watch it. And, like, things that really rile me, I post them then, so... Because I'm going to go back to work in a couple of weeks, so my tweets are going to be all over the shop too. Um, so, people, but also UK's behind, so people will find the joy where they need to find it at whatever pace they need to find it. Did I hear a rumor that they're going to have double episodes sometimes soon? No, I saw April Pengilly on Insta Stories wish for it, but she uh, doesn't think she's just not holding her breath for it. Come on, guys, UK needs some joy right now, yeah. and I think you know now their pubs are closing at 10 p.m. Yeah, whack a few eps on at 10pm. <laughs> Up late. Well, uh, I'm Vase on Instagram, Neighbours Pod on Twitter and Neighbours Council. We are on Facebook. Help us get across the line to 100 patrons too. That'd be grand. And yeah, and don't forget to tell us what the Neighbours Night was actually like if you went to one. Yes, we'll start a thread and you can share your your memories and I'll try and recreate it digitally. Yeah, I feel like... Um there probably would have been a lot of Connor there. I feel like he would have been a, a frequent attendee of the Neighbours Night. Yeah, um, the most available Neighbours alum. Um, all right, well, we'll dig into that. Uh, keep safe and we will chat next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.